I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyball.com, and I am joined. As always, by my co-host, contributor Mavs.com. Day four of the Dennis Smith Jr. Trade Watch. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? The night is long. The, the day is, is short. The times, they are changing. The night is dark and full of terror. Um, I actually just recorded a podcast with my dad. Hey. That we're going to drop soon at some point. Probably but, over the uh, weekend. It was cool. My dad visited from Kentucky, and uh, he is who... Uh, got me loving the NBA, and uh, we talked about ABA. We talked about Dr. J and Wilt and LeBron, early Mavs years, and his opinions of this current Mavs team after watching the past two games this week, one of them in person and up close. Uh, it's fun. I enjoyed it, and uh, hopefully it's a little change-up and fun for you. Yeah, so we're looking forward to that, hopefully this weekend. Uh, but today what we're talking about is we have some more Dennis news. There was a whole bunch of random stuff that dropped on Thursday, <laughs> and so we will uh, discuss all of that. And then, as per promised, we will answer uh, as many of the iTunes review questions as possible today, and then we'll string that out into another podcast probably. We're not going to get to all of them today because of all the Dennis news and stuff like that. Um, and so we will definitely get to all of them. Like promise, we will get to every single one of your iTunes review questions. And we thank you guys for everybody that put one in. Uh, what that also means for the rest of you guys that didn't put one in is that there's still time <laughs> to go and put, put yeah. more in. So if you have a uh, question that you want to get answered on the podcast, go ahead and submit a five-star review on iTunes um, or on Apple Podcasts, wherever, uh, whatever it sa- whatever the app says that you open it. <laughs> If you're using if you're using a computer or a desktop, it says iTunes. If you're using a phone, it's uh, Apple Podcasts. So, oh, but yeah, get get those. You in. Listen to us on an iPad. Um, oh yeah, what is it? Listen- it's probably the same as a phone, right? It's probably just Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's get straight into this Dennis Smith Jr. stuff because, man, it is coming. Uh, and it's just trickling in this information, and it all seems like it's kind of. It's just painting a picture. It's not really new information, really. It's not like new things have happened. You know what I mean? It's just like this is what has been happening. It's just a a retelling of what has already been. So uh, Tim McMahon was on the Hoop Collective podcast, and he said a lot of things. Um, (laughs) And he wrote a piece again. He retweeted you something something you said today. Oh, did he? Yeah. That's cool, I guess. One of your quotes he retweeted. One of the quotes, quote, uh, quote one of the quotes of him. Of him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, these are some things that he said during the uh, Hoop Collective, Brian Winhorst and the Hoop Collective podcast. Sorry, that's the. Oh wait, wait. What am I what supposed to say? What am I supposed to call it? Oh, what's it called? Oh, hey, welcome the to the Hoop Collective, Collective no, podcast. Wait, what am I supposed to call it? Oh, Brian. Yeah, Brian Winhorst. <laughs> He does it the same way every single time. So go listen to the beginning of every one of those podcasts. We think it's really funny. Uh, I but this, it was funny the very first time. Now, I don't know, 800 in. I'm like, <laughs> I still think it's funny. The Mavs are trying hard to trade to Dennis Smith Jr., uh, but it's hard to find to get value. Wait, wait, wait. These are direct quotes from Tim. Direct McMahon. quotes. The Mavs are trying hard to trade him. It's hard to get value there. They've known for months. 
that's the first one that stuck out to me is that they've known for months because to me, I just thought that they knew at the beginning of this sore back injury, you know, uh, but known for months. I mean, how long is months? Is months like November? Is it the beginning of the season? Is it as soon as Luca was drafted? Like they knew, they knew what also that was kind of the thing. It's like, man, that's wild to me. There, um, there's a rough timeline. And I'm not they, by the way, being the Mavericks, the Mavericks knew for months that that Dennis was on un, was unhappy with this and wanted to get out of this situation. That's I unvague yes. that a little. Yeah, and, you know, I when 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 Luke was first drafted, obviously a lot of people jumped to the thing of like, okay, he's just playmaking forward. How's it going to fit next to Dennis? I think all sides were optimistic at the very beginning and saying, you know what, let's see if this thing will work. This would be cool. You saw. Yeah. Uh, Dennis and full support of Luca and like all this stuff. Yeah, remember back to Media Day, man? Like he was just all for it and super happy. And they got up shots together. Yeah, when Luca got to town, like, soon as Luca got to, to Dallas. Now listen, and, and and they're still cool, like to personally, all, all yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But as the season progressed, um, even in the agent side of Dennis's agent, I'm <laughs> I'm so glad that. Um, the it is came out story wise as far as how his agent is how much power his agent has in this situation uh so we can actually talk about it but his agent in the back of my he is supposed to represent the player and want the best for his client and he is looking at the situation saying all right i want my client to be the a next star point guard in the league and then Luca comes in, so it's always in the back of his mind. But as the season progresses, Luca starts blowing up. Is obviously he needs the ball in his hands. The team is best when he has the ball in his hands, and they start going to Dennis with this: "Hey, we want you to focus on your defense. We want you to focus playing off the ball, something he's never played in his entire career. Coming out of high school, he's still super young, and like all of a sudden, NC State, the ball's been in his hands. He has been the one running the show." So immediately, in a snap of fingers, he's asked to turn into this two guard, and it reaches a point in this timeline that there's frustration that was growing with that, and there had to be a point in which they had an honest conversation with the Mavericks of, "Hey, man, like, in all respect or whatever it is, we there is a path in a role that we thought we were headed down together." It's obviously changed now, but we think this is the best pass for Dennis. Let's maybe try to, you know, look elsewhere with that. That that conversation had, you know, obviously happened a while ago. McMahon saying months ago, um, before the back injury and uh, playing into at all least of they've that, so. at least they've known about it months ago. They've known about the, you know, feelings or the frustrations maybe of Dennis. Yes, and his agent obviously, yes. agent Glenn Schwartzman, by the way. Who, uh, yes, that's why re- I always say Dennis slash agent. Yeah, who represents Jay Crowder, and that's kind of the only NBA players that he represents. Wow. <clears throat> um, he also said he called it a mysterious back injury. Uh, <laughs> we're no talking comment. about talking about the back injury. Uh, I I don't believe the back injury is real anymore. Uh, I mean, maybe he had some some stiffness in his back, but to me, it's the difference between being hurt and being injured. Uh, I think that he could have played through those games. I have no After these comments from Tim McMahon and and Brad Townsend talking about it, um, yeah, that's that's where I stand with that now. And then he got into the the stuff with with Carlisle and um, with Dennis. So let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get into the more of Tim McMahon's comments on the Hoop Collective. And by the way, Tim Tim McMahon would come on this podcast, but ESPN does not allow um, their employees to go on other podcasts besides their own. So uh, 
they have to get very, special very special permission for guys like Zach Lowe to do Bill Simmons podcast and things like that. But uh, for a little podcast like us, we uh, we've we've reached out. He would definitely do it, but uh, he said he's not allowed to. So, but or maybe he's just using that as the reason that he would never want to do it. <laughs> he's like, oh, I just can't. You know, I would totally, man. Like, <laughs> no, nah, he's cool. I've gotten kind of not really closer, but I've gotten to know him. I've gotten to know him a lot more this year than the past three or four years. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's take a quick break. When we come back, talk about more of his comments and the, the real big one, really, that came out about Dennis and Rick Carlisle. So, Tim McMahon continuing on the Hoop Collective, Brian Windhorst in the Hoop Collective podcast. He said, this is a case of the relationship with Dennis Smith Jr. and Rick has run its course. Uh, and he mentioned that the agent called in sick for Dennis Smith Jr. I know that was kind of foggy as to who was contacting who. Uh, but the agent called in when Dennis Smith practiced the other day. Uh, it was the agent that called Rick and told him. So it's not like, you yeah, know. Dennis can't let that happen. It's not like Rick was calling the agent because he didn't want to talk to Dennis. A lot of people I saw on Twitter were saying, like, oh, he can't even face him. Like, Rick can't even do that. Blah, blah, blah. Like, no. The agent contacted Rick Carlisle and said that, you know, Dennis is sick and not going to get practice. And and just like Isaac said, that, that's got to be something you have to do yourself. Um, or maybe he was just so sick. That he couldn't do it. Strip. Uh, also, uh, Tim McMahon continues, and he said, Dennis has not been banished from the Mavericks. This is not a case of a Mavs saying, stay home, we're trying to trade you, we don't want you to get hurt. This is a case of Dennis Smith Jr. deciding, I'm done here, let's get a trade going, I don't want to play. <laughs> um, <laughs> this goes back to the fake back injury, uh, the fake back soreness, the, the illness that you know we've been hearing about the last couple of days with, you know, him being seen going out to, uh, you know, a restaurant and apparently in Bishop Arts <laughs> to, uh, to uh, you know, during the day where he was going to miss a game and not even show up to the arena. And so uh, a lot of people have been, been speculating and asking, well, why would the Mavericks want to rush this? Why are the Mavericks, you know, keeping him out? And that is not the case. Like, it's like never he's been saying. that. And, it, and said, it hasn't been. We've been saying this. Yes. Yes. And I, I, I hardly ever like to play the card of, I have this saying in anything in life of uh, your workplace or, or no matter your job or podcast or media or whatever it is. If you have to constantly bash the other person and the other uh, media sites and stuff like that or try to prove that you're above other people, then the problem's with yourself. And you're, But this is one of the things of we said on the night of the Woj, pod, the Woj tweet, like two hours after yeah, that. Yeah, Monday night. That Monday night, we said, hold up. I joked around and sent a tweet and saying there's more to the story. There was more to the story with that. And we knew that. It's like, just chill. Like, there's a whole Dennis agent aspect of all this. When everybody was jumping on the Mavs saying, you're rushing the timeline. It's never, yeah. that's false. Like, this, that is not what they wanted to do. You've seen it. Uh, Skin was on NBA TV. He said the same thing. And people were like, oh my. And we loved, we loved Skin to death. But people were like, oh my gosh, see, this is an update right here of Skin saying they don't want to trade him. That's been the case. They don't want to trade him. Yeah. Like, they didn't want to trade him. They, this is something that they could have revisited in the summer, but... That they were probably planning on revisiting in the summer. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the... the you know, everything with that. So, it's like, Dennis is Asian. Them, they rushed the timeline. They made this whole thing happen. And there's a lot of things of how can, how can an agent and player rush the timeline... 
when it comes to injuries and all that stuff, how can then after that, you know, news coming out and woes out of nowhere comes with this, with this story when there's pretty much a couple people right now with McMahon and Brad Townsend, that those are the two people that's running this story that is as plugged in as anybody that I believe with everything is McMahon and, and, and Brad right now. And, uh, the fact that Woj broke that, that, you know, whatever with that. So we, we, we've we been over this. Yeah. If you've listened to the podcast, we have explained all this, where you're in, where the information is coming from. Obviously we trust Woj, but where's Woj getting that information? Yes. So following the story, there's two people you need to follow. That's Brad Townsend, Tim McMahon. Bam. There you go. That's nice. it. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we talked about it in a podcast type of form, but they're going to get <laughs> breaking in- news. <laughs> Um, so, well, no, no. Sometimes we, we add little tidbits in there and there, but yeah. that's not really our thing. Um, but no, I don't even f- forgot what we were talking about. All oh, the timeline and just everything where we're at now. Yeah, this is this is Dennis. Dennis and his agent are the ones that are, are kind of spearheading all of this. This doesn't ha- None of this happens. We're not in Dennis Smith Jr. trade watch day four uh, unless Dennis Smith Jr. and his agent you know bring this up and escalate this even farther. Right, and Tim McMahon went on to say Donnie Nelson doesn't want to give up on him. And he's the one that's kind of holding out uh, on him and doesn't really want to. And, and the Mavericks don't want to give up anything big. Uh, or they don't want to to make a trade and not get anything you know, good back for it. That was kind of another thing that came out today. Because it's it, it's it's a huge moment. You can't lose Dennis for pennies. Like these are right. you only have so much stuff. You're not a you know top three team in the West. If you're a top three team in the West right now, or if you're, I'm, I'm trying to think of like one of these teams that's up there in the top what, that have. So 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 Chuck Cooperstein tweeted after the the last loss. The Mavericks have lost uh, five. I think it was five or six games when they had a 15 or more point lead. If the Mavericks didn't lose any of those games, they kept all the leads in those games, the Mavericks would be fifth in the West right now. If this situation is happening and the Mavericks are fifth in the West, how is it different? Yeah, that's true. You know, like, yeah. But I'm saying, it's wild like, to if think it's, about. If this situation was happening with Boston, let's say Dennis Smith Jr. was on Boston instead. We'll say of Terry Rozier did this, you know? Yeah, well, well like, if, if, if a team like Boston that's very good and has all of these pieces, yeah. and they're going to be potential finals in, you know, team, and this situation happened, you could get away with trading him for, like, not really pennies, but like 75%. 80% of what yeah, he's yeah. worth, yeah. When you're like the when you're Dallas, like you can't afford that. So that's where the whole thing. That's where Dennis's camp. Uh, you know, the moment that that Woj tweet came out, people in the Mavs just hearts dropped. Like you've got to be kidding me! Because as soon as that tweet dropped, his value dropped, <laughs> and their yes. leverage not really value, but their leverage dropped. And, and as then and, ever- <laughs> and as soon as it came out that that it was on Dennis and his agent that he was the one holding them out. His leverage dropped. Their their Mavs leverage dropped again. Yeah, so that's the that's the situation of when some when this stuff happens and then you lose leverage. So you then you're then you're stuck because do you you trade him? That's obviously what the camp and stuffs wanted. That has been well documented with Brad Townsend and McMahon stuff saying his camp wants a new wants a new home, wants a new role, like everything wants him running the show again on another team. When they want that and they they push their your chips to the middle and they play their cards, then it matters set back saying, Man, what do we freaking do? We do we trade him? You know, when other teams are probably pulling their offers saying, Oh, you gotta trade him now, so we're like we're gonna pull some of our pieces from the table and then but they're like but do we hold on to him too and try to you know, go through all of this? That's where it leads into 
the McMahon story today, and I'm sure we'll talk. Yeah, about here's it. so here's the McMahon story today. We really just have to read the lead. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks are optimistic that they can reconcile and move forward with point guard Dennis Smith Jr. and are insistent they won't trade their 2017 lottery pick unless they get good value in return. Sources told ESPN. Again, that's from Tim McMahon. Um, a team source told ESPN plan A is to fix this. Um, okay. Uh, I mean, as unless you're going to give him the ball and say, run our show. They, this, okay. It, it automatically, it, it fix this means you got to change him and his agent's mind. And can you change their mind without saying, you're going to be our full-time point guard running the show. I mean, what, that's just... Where's Jet? Jet has been on the broadcast. Jet has been working with Fox Sports Southwest. Jet is around. Can we get Jet to hang out with Dennis for like a day and to convince him that his best role right now on the Mavericks is either to come off the bench and to run that second unit now because J.J. Barea is gone. J.J. Barea is is injured. He is he's out of there now. There is nothing stopping Dennis from running that second unit. He could still even start, but being the guy that staggered with Luca to run that second unit now. Can we if can we get but, Jet to to help explain that to Dennis? Is that but here's but here's the deal. If you're Dennis' agent, I'm a, I can't believe I'm really. But I'm gonna get, give you 20 seconds of taking up for Dennis. If you're Dennis's agent, and you're sitting there saying, "Man, they want my 21 year old client." who I have dreams of and we think that can be a star. Yeah. They want him to come off the bench and who, play this secondary role and all this stuff. Who, Especially if he's talked to some other teams that are like, man, we would put the ball in his hands. We would run the show through him. We would center Steve Clifford's our really about giving him. the ball to Dennis Smith Jr. <laughs> like if that, I mean, if he's hearing that from other teams and then he's looking at this role now saying, man, they're going to try to turn you into a two guard. And it's like, you're not going to have the ball. And like, can you reach that full potential? And we'll see. <laughs> I've also been thinking about this a lot. Stop me if you think this is this is incorrect. But okay, this this agent, right? Glenn Schwartzman. He he has two clients. One of them is Jay Crowder, who's like on a seven million dollar a year you know contract. And he's got Dennis Smith Jr., who has tons of upside and potential. And these these deals come in and come in and they go quick i mean we've seen guys that you know like dragon bender who has who had upside and he gets forced out of the rotation and now they declined his team option on his rookie deal which is like unprecedented for a number four number whatever number four or three pick he was uh this guy this could be the one of the players that he can really max out on as far as you know dollars yeah. and cents because they they get what three four percent of whatever they whatever the, the player makes and so he needs to he really wants to put this player on a path where he can be maximized the most and get the most stats and the most impact and the most noticed and recognized throughout the league and so he's wanting to position that player as best he can because this this might be his only shot to really break into this yeah and not only I don't know his whole past, his age. I don't, I don't yeah, I don't know either. Stuff, I'm just so just looking at his client list and thinking that's could be the what he's thinking about and why this is such a desperation type move instead of just sticking with it for a year. Because yeah, it's not just about money that he would, he can make off um, Dennis's future contracts, but it's about like you said, it's like him being able to look at other young players across the league. And like, look, I got him. He was in a bad situation. I got him to a situation right. where he was running the show and that it, that maximized his potential and stuff like that. So. 
that's it. You know, it, it comes down to today. The storyline today is, you know, with the McMahon stuff and people sending to us left and right of the doubt. The Mavericks want to try to reconcile this and try to make it make it work. And they have to because, like we said, yes. this whole they situation. They wanted to all along. Yeah, right. <laughs> but they have to even to to regain his value in order for and. What if what if these teams that had offers on the table and all this good stuff and all this this stuff that you know what if they talked to Orlando and Phoenix at the time and like oh look Dennis is focusing on defense now and look at his catch and shoot numbers and all this stuff and those teams were like man we're we're really into that and then he pulls this stuff and the teams are like well we don't want any part of that like we don't want any of this drama or any kind of stuff like that like what if it tanked his value even inner you know inner squadly inner franchise whatever you want to call it. And the agent is kind of like, well, that that could be a way to recoup Dennis's value, so a team might want him again. We don't we don't know that, you know, we don't know. Yeah, if we don't. Teams are just there has to be interest, that. but maybe there's not as much interest now as there was before. There's definitely interest in him for sure. Sure, it's just yes, it's just a matter of how much and all that stuff. It it, it comes down to this the McMahon story. McMahon's going to report what he obviously is told, is told, and like all that stuff, and like he gets from his sources. So it is, and we believe the, what he's been. What we believe the report. We believe the Mavericks are going to try and and reconcile this as best they yes. can because. And but we also do believe that this is a tactic to you know tell other teams that it's going to take a little bit more than what you offered to try and get Dennis Smith Jr. We're not just going to give him up for Josh Jackson and nothing, or just the Milwaukee pick and nothing, or just, you know, yes. uh, what is it, DJ Augustine, <laughs> you know, or uh, Evan Fournier, you know. Uh, they're going to, or what is it, Jonathan Simmons or something in a, in a pick or something, a future pick or something like that from Orlando. And, you know, and Brad, Brad Townsend sent out these two tweets earlier. Yeah. And it was kind of building off the McMahon thing. Not really counter, but... Can I finish? With- Let me finish the McMahon thing because there's one more statement that he made in the podcast. Yeah. At the very end, he said, I would love to hear DSJ's side of the story. So that, to me, says that he's getting all his stuff from the Mavericks. You know, like, we've heard Brad kind of report from Dennis's camp, like Dennis's sources say, and then... McMahon saying, I would love to hear Dennis' side of the story. So he's getting stuff from, from the Mavericks. So it's, it's interesting to see these two guys in two different camps, you know, give these different reports. So tell, tell what, uh, what Brad tweeted out in his story today. So, yeah. So Brad, Brad tweets this out today's league source. Would Mavs like things to work out with DSJ? Sure. Which is the same thing McMahon and what we've been saying for a long time. Do they expect things to work out with DSJ? No. <clears throat> Are trade talks ongoing? Definitely. But they're also unhappy that their bargaining has been hurt in the last few days yeah. and they won't be forced into a bad deal. That's exactly what we just said. That's Brad's you know source on of, of talking about like their bargaining chip is like hurt right now. And some of you guys are new to the podcast. We talk about this all the time. And it was the biggest one of the biggest things I learned when I went to uh, the sports business classroom with Larry Kuhn uh, in, in Las Vegas. I went to Summer League for two years. And we learn all this stuff. We get to hear from all these GMs and assistant GMs and all these coaches and, you know, uh, executives like Masai Ujiri came and talked to us about stuff uh, and just all these guys. And the biggest thing that I, that I learned about the NBA is that they literally talk all the time. All the GMs talk all the time. All the assistant GMs talk all the time. They're always just throwing out guys like, hey, what do you think about, you know, our guy, Dennis, you know, or what do you think about, you know, what would, if you had to throw together a trade, you know, what do you think his value would be right now? It's just this stuff that gets thrown around all the time. 
very, very little of it gets reported because it's not really real. It's just all kind of hypothetical. They're trying to gauge the value because, yeah. and one thing that the uh, assistant GM of the Wizards told us was that you have to know, you have to, as a GM and as like Donnie Nelson has to know the value of all his players and has to have these deals in place because when it comes down to trade deadline time or when it comes down to the draft and a team calls you up and says, hey, we want to offer you this for this, you have to know all that stuff to be able to say yes or no <laughs> because there's this literal clock on the draft and there's you know a deadline on the trade deadline. You have to know like right away because sometimes they give them an ultimatum. <laughs> They're like, hey, we're looking at this other deal, but we'll do this with you if not. And that's why it's so complicated. That's why they get paid so much money. And uh, But they're always talking about stuff. And, and that's so- why you have people in your front office Guys like Tony Ronzoni's of the world yes. that is constantly scouting players, not yeah. just prospects, but players across the league to where you have a running profile on players across the league that when those moments come and it's trade deadline time and somebody calls you and says, what about these two players? You can pull up those two files and be like, here's strengths, weaknesses, all the different stuff, how they could yeah, fit the your advanced team. scouts. That's what advanced what you, scouts are. Yeah, what you like about them, what you don't like about the stuff off the court. Like, the, it, it would blow people's minds about how how much info teams keep on every <laughs> single player across the league and we just pull up the trade machine and we go oh those salaries work and we just yeah. throw, them there you go. We throw them and send them out <laughs> brad townsend second tweet leak and dsj sources it's dennis smith jr's agents that are pushing the trade issue due to his unhappiness and being shifted to essentially to guard nothing's changed from his or his inner circle's perspective Mavs have a Romo Dak situation, except these guys are twenty-one and nineteen. Yeah, I'm not sure what I agree with about that because Dennis wasn't as established as Romo, obviously. But I get yeah, you yeah. get you get the idea that there's you know that he's kind of taking his spot, and you have a guy that's coming up. And uh, if you don't remember Dak two three years ago, he was like lighting the world on fire his rookie year. Um, he is he's he's not as much now. <laughs> He's about to get that extension along with the clapper. Oh, my gosh, the clapper. I'm so ready for it. As soon as they won that playoff game, man, I was like, oh, the clapper and Dak are going to be here forever. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm so excited. Um, I'm not a Cowboys fan. That's why I'm excited. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, anyway, it leads, it up to, <clears throat> leads us up to this point. On Friday, they're having practice. They were off on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, on Friday, when you listen to this, you probably listen to it in the morning. A lot of people listen in the morning. And there's practice at 10:30 on Friday. Uh, media will talk to him around noon. What's going to happen, man? Is he going to be there? Brad Brad Townsend uh, dropped a story on Thursday evening night, and literally he led his story with like Friday is huge for Dennis. Like paraphrasing, like this is huge for his career right now. What it looks like, the Mavericks are optimistic he'll show up. Will he? Will his agent call in sick again? Will he call? Like um, what? Rick Carlisle will have to talk to the media again. <clears throat> if he's not there, what's the reason? Do they dance around it again? Say he's sick. All right, um, let's put in bets. I'm a bet that Dennis shows up and Rick Carlisle calls out sick. Oh, he <laughs> <laughs> flips it. Mosley talks to the media and he's like, "Oh, yeah. Rick's sick today." You know, blah, blah. or when um, we, when you go to practice, uh, a lot of times they'll pick one or two players to come and, and talk to the media, and it's like Dwight Powell tomorrow. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna make a wild guess and say Dennis will not be one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's gonna be Luca. Oh, by the way, we we didn't even mention this. The third returns for All Star vote came back, and Luca is now third in the entire NBA in All Star voting. Um, that's that's major right there. 
Only four players with over three million votes. Him, LeBron, Giannis, and... And Kyrie. Kyrie, yeah. But Luca passed Kyrie up. Incredible. Keep it. Keep on going. Vote every single day. The only surefire way that that um de- that Luca is going to get into the All Star game is if we vote him as a captain. And right now he's four thousand six hundred, uh, no four hundred sixty eight thousand nine hundred eighty two behind LeBron. Did you just do that off the top of your head? Yeah. And no, oh, I did not. No, I have, I tweeted out earlier today. And uh, but during the second returns, he was five hundred and fifty nine thousand behind LeBron. He's coming for so you. So the LeBron. gap, the gap is is closing. That's almost a hundred thousand vote. You know, gap shrinkage. What? <laughs> anyway, so like, keep voting. Least, <laughs> keep voting. Uh, keep voting every single day. We gotta make Luca happen in All Star. But um, yeah, it just leads to this moment with Dennis. <clears throat> Like we said before, something could happen any moment. We're recording this late Thursday night. So we'll see. We'll see if he shows up to practice on Friday, and we'll see if he travels with the team on the road trip to Indiana. Their next game is at Indiana on Saturday. So uh, it's I'm so intrigued with how this is going to play out. Team is going to come out of nowhere. It's going to be like a Milwaukee offer. Like, what the heck, Milwaukee? Whoa, where'd this come from? Anyway, the Wizards send uh, John Wall. Like what? It's, it's a weird situation. <laughs> don't don't speak that on us. The Memphis Grizzlies. Anyway, Chandler Parsons. Uh, are we do, give us some iTunes questions. Yeah, let's take a quick break. When we come back, let's start getting to some of these uh, five star review questions. All right, let's go to the first one. A lot of these are Dennis related. Um, this is from Bigger Chungus. <laughs> That's his name. <laughs> It's Monday night, and Woj is dropping bombs, so this might be answered already, but y'all are always talking about what you think the Mavs might do. However, I want to know what you think they should do. Oh, that's hard. <laughs> this is where we yeah. get in trouble, and this is why we don't do this very often. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gladly pass this on to Nick. <laughs> Man. Nick can speak a little bit more on it than I can. Um, That is not true. You are just... You're just just ducking the question. What I think the Mavericks should do with Dennis Smith Jr. At this point, you have been, you have worked yourself out of a trade that is going to be of comparable value. You know, like there's just so much drama. There's all this stuff. I agree with the Mavericks position of like, Hey, we got to recoup some of this value because it is just the lowest and we're not going to get the most out of it. Uh, I have been on the record saying that I think that the fit is not going to be great. That's not a crazy, you know, take. That's not something that. Uh, that's something in the draft that we talked about. We we I had him number one on my board, and I said that the fit w- with Dennis would probably not be great uh, with Luca. But uh, I think that they can can work it out. I did a whole video documenting on my YouTube channel, Nick Van Exit. You can go look at it of uh, of ways that that Dennis and Luca have worked well together and ways that they can work well together. They just have to be in agreement and have to be working together and have to agree it with their roles. And, uh, it doesn't seem like Dennis. Well, it's true that Dennis doesn't like what his role has become being the second guy, not even a one B he's a two, (laughs) you know, we talk a lot about, Oh, these guys are one, a one B like, no, Luca is one. Dennis is two. Uh, he is second. And, what I think they should do is try and recoup some of this value, maybe get a trade off uh, on the on the trade deadline. Yeah, it's it's where, team, where teams get more desperate. <clears throat> by the way, 
teams are like, oh, dang, we don't want to be stuck with this, and we have this opportunity. And It's hard to say what should the Mavs do without knowing what's on the table for the Mavs right, right. now. Um, because in, in just common logic for me is if a player doesn't want to be on my team, I don't want him on my team. Yeah, right. Like, so like I want a player that wants to be on the team, and so it's that that goes in anything in life, like in any type of workplace or anything. Like if you don't want to be on my work team, so but you can't just say see ya because there's obviously value and stuff with that. So it all just matters what's on the table. If there is a another young player on the table right now for the Mavericks, and they're sitting there and they're saying, well, we just want more. You know, we, we just we just want more than this, uh, and then swapping out young prospects. We want maybe a more established player, or something like that. I, I would lean more towards if there's an offer on the table for another young player of his type of caliber, that's a wing or a big or something like that. I would lean more towards just doing the deal because I don't know I, it the way it's just looking right now. Um, but it's just I can't adequately answer that question without knowing what's on the what's on the table. There you go. Jonathan sends in Dennis and Wesley for Butler. Karan Butler is no longer in the NBA, so I don't know which Butler he could be talking about. Uh, what about like just a normal Butler in life? Oh, to like to carry Luca's shoes around, his self lacing shoes. Alfred could could bring the tech that that you need for this team. Yes, he created those shoes. Uh, Jimmy Butler, well, there's no way. <laughs> uh, no, I mean I think no Philly. They they need to keep Jimmy. They need. They, I think they'll. I think they'll end up paying him. And um, Philly hangs I, up and laughs at the trade. Uh, yeah, Jilly, uh, Jilly, <laughs> J- Jimmy and Philly. <laughs> um, Jimmy has gained a track record at this point too, to where I'm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, we think this Dennis stuff is bad. Say- Jimmy has now done this in three places. So. Yes. Yes. Next question. Thoughts and prayers to Brett Brown. <laughs> his time may yeah. be his time may be nigh. <laughs> I like him too. He's one of my favorite. Uh, I like his accent the league. best. Yeah, he's fun. It's this Boston Australian accent because he's. I think he's from New England and he spent a lot of time uh, coaching in Australia. Dognard Pizza says, <laughs> "Should Mark Cuban? Okay, this is something I think we should actually think about." Oh no. Should Mark Cuban hire a pro wrestler to hit Dwight Powell over the head with a folding chair every time he shoots a three-pointer? Uh, he, he might be able to hire my dad for that. Do you think that play the other night was actually run for Dwight Powell to get that three, or do you think that was just an action off of that set play that just happened, so, just so happened to be wide open? Hey, we have breaking news right now. Oh, did he get traded? No. <laughs> Tim McMahon just tweeted, Mavs don't expect Dennis Smith Jr. to join them on the upcoming trip to Indiana and Milwaukee, but have had productive communication with their young guard. So everything we just speculated about about him, whether he would be there. Um, I'm going to go as far as saying if he's not going to join them on the road trip, he probably won't show up for practice on Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but he, uh, you never know. He could. But, man, that um, – Everything we said previous in this pod still applies to everything. Yes. Him not going on the road trip. So Agreed. Um, Him and his camp, they feel like this is the best thing for them right now. And, it, and to what it looks like, they're going to they're gonna hold their ground and hold their pattern until Dallas makes a trade. 
So he makes the Dwight Powell point, and then he also says, people are frustrated with DSJ's role slash fit on the team. I see a potential path for that to work out. Should they be more frustrated that he can't stay on the court? Yo, this is another good, this is a good point by Dognard Pizza. Um, because he played 69 games last year. He had the wrist injury this year. He had, uh, well, okay, the, the back no, and stuff. The back and stuff now <laughs> doesn't count, but the wrist injury was real. Uh, and the he back ha- injury was real too, Nick. It's not. Um, that is probably another thing that that that, that teams are are looking at. You know, he had the the knee injury in in high school, and then he you know the ACL. Yes, that was huge for an explosive player. But he's proved that he came back from that. I don't right. think injury. No, I, I don't buy it. But I, it's, I, I think it would be a concern for a team looking on and trying to trade for him and thinking about him long term, especially if they don't know that the back injury is not real. I would say if he had lingering knee issues, that would be more of an issue. Like the wrist injury, that's just kind of like a freak thing. Like that's not a. You know, it feels like hamstring or knee or something like that. Like those just kind of linger around. But like, uh, no, I, I don't. I don't. He had something else besides a wrist too, though, right? I don't know. No, the wrist. He missed two other games earlier this season where he didn't dress and was inactive. Those are other things. So he's been banged up a little bit here and there. You know, his tooth yeah. came out. Are we worried about his dental? His dental prognosis? <laughs> no. What's well, another question? D Webb says every point, every point Luca game we get with DSJ's injury woes this season makes it more and more clear the point guard is, position is his best position. Can DSJ be a starting caliber shooting guard, or is he going to need to become team six man leading the charge against other benches? I personally love the idea of bench DSJ because he'd bring speed and a burst that most other bench players wouldn't be able to compete with, and his playmaking would be extremely valuable if they can surround him with shooter. I'm not DSJ hater. I'm far from it. In fact, I just want the best place in the system for him now that Dallas has Luca. I'm in complete agreement. I already I already mentioned this during the podcast. I think that bench Dennis would be awesome. He'd be coming off and uh, taking advantage of guys like who think about some of the the point guards around the league. Campaign like, like, like the backup point guards around the league are yeah for campaign. campaign and like man. <laughs> All right, here's here's my whole answer to that. Can be could Dennis be a, a shooting guard, or could Dennis run? The he has unit? been absolutely he he can and could, but will he? What does he want to? Apparently, that's not. the thing. If you ask Dennis, here's the whole thing: if the Mavs asked Dennis to be what they're asking for him to be, but ten years from now, yes, he would probably sign up for it after the first contract. He's twenty one contract, yeah. <laughs> So he's 21. He's seeing all these guards and like, I want to, he probably looks at De'Aaron Fox and says, I want to be De'Aaron Fox. I could be De'Aaron Fox if I had the system rolling through me. And so that's the thing. Could he be a two guard? Could he be a six man off the bench and kill the second units? Absolutely he could. It's just where he's at in his career, him or his camp don't really want that. And there's a part of me that says I don't blame him for that either, but... Okay, this name with lots of consonants in it, F-I-F-F-I-D-D-B-A. Always enjoy listening to Nick and Isaac. They have great content and are a joy to listen to. I have two questions for the mailbag. How did you guys meet, and would you trade DSJ straight up for either Bridges or Bamba? I'm guessing Mikhail Bridges. How did we meet? Okay, Isaac and I were credentialed for the first time ever, both of us. Yeah. Uh, separately with different sites, I was credentialed with uh, MavsFanatic.com, which is now Dallas Sports Fanatic. Isaac was credentialed fan-sided 
uh, which is the smoking Cuban, which is this, which is still the smoking Cuban. This yeah. was the beginning of Harrison Barnes first season with the Mavericks. So it was 15 or no, 16, 17. Gosh, was it? Yeah. So not last year, but not last year, but the year before. Is this year three or four? I don't know. I can, I, this is this your third year being credentialed, and this is our my yes, third year my fourth the year covering the team. Yeah, all around the clock. Third year credential. Uh, my second year with Mavs.com. Right. Uh, the very first Mavericks practice of the entire year. Um, the first day of training camp, though, right? Wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. The first day Wait, of training was it media day or no training camp. not media day. It was training camp before. Um. No, it was after media day because training camp goes after me. Anyway, the Mavericks are still practicing in the AAC. They have a little practice court under there. I'm sure you guys have seen it. it. You can go to the old number seven and you can look it out and see the practice court. We were just standing there walking. We were both just like dudes that looked lost with backpacks on. Uh, <laughs> we just started talking and Isaac said, this is my first year covering the team. And I was like, oh, this is my first year covering the team. And we just bonded over that. And we were like, we were kind of good friends that year. Um, you know, we would like talk every once in a while, but then when we start, then I asked you to do this podcast and I actually kind of like went out on a yeah. limb. I went out on a limb asking you to do this podcast because I didn't know if you wanted to be as committed to this, you know, cause this is a, we, well, a originally thing. we did a podcast together at the Dallas. Oh, uh, for, for Dallas, uh, for, uh, for Mavs fanatic, the Mavs fanatic podcast. I just asked you to, to come on. And so you can't, yeah, he was this. like, Hey, be a guest on, on this podcast. Yeah. You've yeah. been doing it. And that was, um, yeah, that was the first time we ever did a pod together. Who who would have ever thought? It's, hey, that's like out there. Some po- that's out there somewhere. Oh my gosh, that's funny. So go, you can go that's back first podcast. Go back and go through the uh, Mavs Fanatic uh, podcast feed, and you can go find that. Which, by the way, if you listen to that podcast, the the intro, uh, you'll hear a familiar voice. <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's Nick. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's how we met. Yeah. And now we've been good friends, and I talk to Nick uh, more than my wife. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I talk to you more than my wife as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get a, a uninterrupted forty minutes every day to sit down and talk to, <laughs> talk exactly. to my wife, but I get it with Isaac. Yep, exactly. Uh, would you guys trade DSA straight up for Bomba or Bridges? Definitely Bridges. Uh, Bomba, yes. Yeah, I'd probably do both right now at this point. <laughs> um, since. Since Dennis and his camp would like to be traded, yeah. yes, I would, for his sake. Yeah. Yeah, not talking about value or anything, but at this point in the process, yes. All right, this last one. Let's just get it. Let's just get it done. It's a really long one. Um, this is from SMX. Hey, guys, I really appreciate your dedication to the Mavs. Love that you're both from outside of Dallas but have chosen to make the Mavs your team. Really appreciate your dedication to your craft with all due respect. Oh, no, here we go. <laughs> I don't think it's about us, but. I think the issue with DSJ is the fact that the media stoked trade rumors early. Okay, well, he thinks it's my fault. Not sure who leaked the DSJ trade talks initially. My suspicion is that other teams, as it would be advantage for them to create discord within the Mavs. But I think the reason so many MFLs are angry about the trade talks slash possibility is because they feel that the media, especially Tim McMahon, who many MFFLs I know really can't stand, stoked the fire. <laughs> Granted, the Mavs did not do a great job dismissing or denying these talks. But surely these rumors stoked DSJ in his camp and led to his or their desire to be moved. I have no doubt that, as Isaac emphasizes, both parties are involved. But it's sad that, um, but it's sad that simply stoking the rumor mill can lead to a complete stalemate. Are both parties responsible slash at fault? Absolutely. 
he's answering his own questions in this. <laughs> oh, I was like, I was about to answer these. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> but it's disappointing that Tim McMahon continues to engage in petty dramatic reporting. No, you guys respect him and his tenure, but I think it's important you acknowledge the nuanced reasons why MFFLs are upset about the DSJ situation and how it came about. Question. Okay. All that being said about the whole okay. Dennis situation. Question. I'm ready. Will Luca be a Mav as long as Dirk was a Mav? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love it. I hope so, man. <laughs> He'll have no, a chance to. I, I mean, McMahon works for ESPN, has been around the Mavericks forever. When he reports something, we've stressed this before, he has multiple sources within a Mavericks organization. He has to. He's staking his so, whole reputation on it. Trust me. I would tell you, even on this podcast, if you asked me about somebody else, I would tell you, uh, proceed with caution <laughs> uh, with different things. Not McMahon. Like, McMahon has his sources. Um, yes. McMahon. As much as you can get frustrated with this whole reporting game that they play, that he and many others play, where they ask a player in one locker room one thing, and then they run over to the other locker room and ask them a- another thing. And it seems like this, what you're talking about, this petty kind of back and forth. And I can understand where the frustration with that. Uh, and we just we ignore those stories. We never talk about them on the podcast. We never really bring up stuff like that. Uh, we try not to. Maybe sometimes we do, um, but we try not to get into that kind of the the back and forth kind of things. But that stuff. And, I mean, people like that stuff. No. Well, here's the thing. Not many reporters and media people have the cojones like he likes to say on his podcast yeah, that McMahon does. I mean, we're just being real. Yeah. Medium people. Um, we've experienced the same thing. There comes a, 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 a give and take when it comes to information, different stuff, yeah. to where like you get some people get scared to ask certain questions. There are certain topics and players. And I've been stuff. scared to ask questions. I've been I, absolutely scared to ask questions. There there was a um there was a subject, a player that I, I used to ask questions about that I knew that the person answering did not like that. And it did get back to me that he didn't like that. So, like, there is, in some people... It was like Josh first, McRoberts, by the way. The first, Some people, the <laughs> first time that that stuff, that type of stuff happens, or you get embarrassed, or you get uh, a point made to you very well, hey, don't leave this subject alone. Some people say, okay, I don't want to make these people mad because I, I want them, I want quotes from them for stories. McMahon's not that type of guy. He don't give a crap. He's going to do his job. He's going to report the stuff. He doesn't care who it makes, who, who gets upset about it because... It's what he gets is the truth in sources and stuff. So he's going to report it and do his job. So a lot of fans don't like that sometimes, but like, and a lot of players don't like that sometimes, but he's one of the only reporters out there that will tell it like it is. And he don't care what the backlash will be. He's going to put out there a very well sourced and truthful statement. So, yeah, you have you have other things to try to figure out if you're going to there's other people you can question and stuff. But when it comes to Mav stuff, like we said a thousand times, it's Mark Stein, Tim McMahon, and I would put Brad Brad Townsend there. And those three, you listen to those guys. Those guys I don't doubt one single bit. Outside of that, I can understand different scenarios whatever, and especially some <laughs> another uh, individual. But uh anyway, the other individual is Kirk Kirk Henderson. Really, oh thrown, really thrown shade out there at him. It's Bryce. I just have to say it. <laughs> That's Bryce cracks me up, man. Oh, He's man. So funny. Bryce is great. There's a picture of Bryce. I really want to tweet it out. I couldn't think of a good caption for it. The one I tweet, uh, texted you? Oh, my gosh. It's so funny. His little face. 
Um, all right, there you go. That's another long, long Friday edition of the podcast. Guys, I hope you're enjoying these pods. We're going to continue with the Dennis Dash. Um, the downloads up, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you enjoy or not, but uh, there's yeah. a, lot of, a lot of you listening out there, so it's cool. We were in the top 125 of the sports and recreation podcasts uh, the other day, which is the highest we've ever been, and uh, that's pretty awesome. It's crazy. We're going to keep on uh, rolling with the Dennis Dash in uh We'll have you pause every single day until this solution or till something happens. Till the trade deadline. If it doesn't happen before the trade deadline, we'll do it till the trade deadline probably. Yeah, and uh, like Tim and Man's latest report, it doesn't look like he's going to be traveling with the team over the weekend through Monday. So, um, man, we'll see how this plays out. We will see. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Shout out to Hunter Coleman. Thanks for listening, bro. Peace out. Boom. Boom.